are now tuned into the Get Caught Up podcast. In just a moment, you'll be tuned into the author interview with authors Akilah Renee and Carlos Harlow as we discuss their book, Only for One Night. Butterflies, if you want the hottest trends for the latest fashions, custom press on nails, and sensual candles, shop www.butterflyspiritbiz.com. That's www.butterflyspiritbiz.com. And follow them on Instagram at ButterflySpiritLLC. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. It is I, your host, Untamed, and tonight we have two very special guests on this evening, Miss Akila Renee and Mr. Carlos Harlow, and we will be speaking to them in just a moment, but if this is your very first time listening to the Get Caught Up Podcast, we are a podcast that is for the literary world. So on Wednesdays, we offer author tips and advice for new, aspiring, and even seasoned authors. And if you need a place where you're searching for someone to help you, to give you that little extra oomph you need on your book projects, visit untamedpublishing.net. We offer synopsis writing, proofreading, editing, book trailers, and of course, free author interviews. Well, like I said, we are in for a treat tonight with our authors, Akilah Renee and Carlos Harlow, and we will be discussing their book, Only for One Night. Welcome to the UP Hot Seat, Akilah and Carlos. How are you guys doing this evening? Good. Thank you so much for having us on. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Well, before we dive into the book, you guys, I just want to know from each one of you, how did you all become authors? What what led you to become published authors? Wow, that's a great question. Um,
started writing a lot of poems and I stacked up like two, three hundred poems and it was a good, kind of like a stress reliever for me uh, to stay out of trouble or bad things or go off on people or that's how I started and then I thought you know maybe it'd be cool to put some of these in a book and I had a dream about it um, actually about my first two book titles and um, I just couldn't shake it you know it, it took me probably about five years before I actually put out my first book from when I first had the idea uh, to when it was uh, actually published and um yeah, ever since then, I just haven't looked back and then just been into novels as well. Um, the poetry and novels are, are the books that I write, but um, kind of like Akiva, this is my plan A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to do this full time. Um, you know, I love my nine to five job, but this is definitely my passion, writing, being an author. Absolutely. It- you are a person after my own heart. I, I started writing through poetry as well for some of the same reasons, you know, to get things off my chest wow. and not go off on people. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was my, it was my way to vent as well. So I understand exactly where you're coming from when you say that. <laughs> yeah. So that is, that is awesome. So how did you two link together to work on this project together? stories I mean and you know I think a lot of it just comes down to you guys having the same work ethic and willing to be accountability partners and that's you know that's the biggest portion of it you know um when it comes to partnering with you know other writers so I think you guys you know you gel really well you have that down pat that I'm going to get into the story a little bit because I read some of this and um <laughs> I read so, yeah. so before we dive, you know, into what the story is about, how did you guys come up with the concept for only for one night? Well, um, I'll start with the concept. Um, I was 
So, um, we, you know, we talked about it. It was like right before Christmas, and we did, we said, okay, you know, we'll come back and connect after New Year's and kind of see what ideas we came up with. And we, I think, we had kicked around maybe three or four different ideas, but um, one we really both agreed on was um, something with a church scandal because people they love scandal, and it's kind of like church is like that taboo thing where. Nobody really wants to talk about it, but we know there's scandals happening in church, churches all the time. And then um, we, from there, you know, we talked, and, and a lot of people have seen the show Greenleaf, and so we were both saying, well, you know, we don't want to create a book that's so predictable where people think, oh, this is just another thing. So that's where the whole concept of the pastor, uh, Craig Grimes, and his wife, uh, the first lady, Vanessa Grimes, they're both involved in this secret life together, so it's not like the pastor's involved in it and then he gets caught by his wife, which is a lot of times you hear those type of stories or vice versa. You know, they're in it together, so it's not like they're cheating or um, they're stepping out on each other. They're really involved in it together. And then, um, yeah, then the titles ideas started coming. We, um, we actually switched the title kind of like last minute. It was originally going to be called The Uninvited Guest. Oh. Yeah, and changed it to uh, Only for One Night. Oh. But I do. I still like that title, but I, I still like Only for One Night, though. I, I like that concept. And I, you know, I really love the fact that you all made them, you know, basically antagonists together because that's something that you don't see. And like you said, you do hear a lot of, with the scandals, it's typically one-sided. So to have a story where both parties are involved in this, you know, alter lifestyle that's going on, it makes it very interesting. Um, like I said, I read a little bit of it, and First Lady is mess now. <laughs> First Lady is mess. We want to do something that people just would not expect. And Carl and I just were joking earlier. Like, I've got some text messages like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what, is all, what is going on with Sister Vanessa? Like, <laughs> we've gotten, we both have. Like, heard some folks that have finished it just like, oh, my MG. What are y'all doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, because I, I mean, from chapter one. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, yes, the first lady is going to be a whole mess. She, she was on uh-huh. it from, like, page two. I was like, oh, my goodness. So, definitely, I mean, I am going to finish reading, but I am enjoying the concept that you all came up with because I felt, you know, when I read it and I was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, I know it's going to be a little scandalous here because starting off, you know, just thinking of the title, Only for One Night, and then you, you start reading and it's like, oh my gosh, it's about a pastor. I'm like, oh my goodness, what pastor's about to do? Then you, <laughs> see, then you see, you know, the first lady is involved and it's like, oh, so that really drew me in. So, I'm telling you, I was like, I said, okay, this is going to be, uh, you know, I get it, you know, like you had one side of it, but hey, I was all for Pastor's wife being involved, like she is the ring leader. I was like, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> she 
really is the Marine League. Another thing we talked about too is that we wanted to make her the more dominant person because that's something that you also don't really see. You know, usually it's in that kind of situation. But yeah, Vanessa, she's she's definitely the leader. The <laughs> leader. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And we are going to dive into more into the book and, you know, the angles and what's going on with the characters because they have a daughter, too. So I want to hear a little bit more about that. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few moments with authors Akila Renee and Carlos Harlow. girl the right pair of shades and she can conquer the world so embrace your shade shop shade dolls it at www.shadedolls.com and follow them on instagram at shade dolls hey untamables it's kiana danae poet and author just wanted to stop by and ask have any of you read any of my poetry lately if not you can pick up my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere else you get your books, and of course my website at kianadanae.wordpress.com. Now back to the show. And we are back, you guys. Again, we are interviewing authors Akila Renee and Carlos Harlow and their novel, Only for One Night. So when we left off, we were talking about Miss First Lady, Miss Vanessa, and she is the dominant personality. She is the ringleader. I want to know, why was it important for you guys to make her the dominant person? Why was she, why was she kind of the, the person who just led this, you know, mission? I know in the book now, Pastor had his hand in it too, but when it, you know, when everything got started, she was the one who actually was forging ahead with it and making the plans and you know setting everything up so what made you guys want to make her be the dominant one in this scenario because when you think about a church right or you think about a family the man is the head right he leads the church he leads you know and and the household well we wanted to do something that was totally opposite of that and while it looks like, you know, um, they're equals, really, she runs everything. And we wanted the reader to be surprised by that, to be intrigued by that, um, and give the reader something totally different that they would just not expect. Absolutely. That is very intriguing. Uh-huh. I, I know for women, especially women of the cloth, um, they, in their and their husband is the head pastor. They they kind of they're dominant. They're strong, definitely strong, because it takes a lot to mm-hmm. to actually withstand yeah. that lifestyle, especially knowing that you pretty much come secondary, not intentionally, but because it's the Lord's work. You know, you come secondary a lot of times, so you you tend to have to deal with everything else while he deals with the parishioners and you know everything that's going on with the church, but. In regards to that relationship, they're kind of looked upon as, you know, the soft-spoken ones, the submissive ones, you know, the, you know, that's how they're perceived. So 
they really don't know it, it's it's some truth in it I always say in fiction there's always a level of truth in it because a lot of people don't realize first ladies have to be very strong you know the perception is she's in the background but a lot of times she's in the forefront <laughs> trying to make sure everything is so there is a level of truth in it and now they have a daughter and I you know like I said I I'm picking up on some things, so it seems like they they really believe that they have a very good, well-behaved daughter. So, um, is this just a facade for the daughter too? Well, go ahead, Carlos. I'll let you take that one. Um, no, I was just gonna say she is. You know, it is not a facade that she's a good girl. I mean, she really is uh, very intelligent. You know, she's not really getting into a lot of trouble um there's even I just won't give it away but there's even a scene in the book that kind of talks about a, a time where she could have the chance to get into something that she should be doing and she opted not to do it so you know she she really is like at her core she's a good girl but she's very observant and she pays attention to everything that's going on and that's kind of a little bit, you'll see when you read it, um, the downfall of Vanessa and Craig in a way because they think that she's so good that they forget how smart she is and that she's really, you know, catching on to a lot of the things they're doing. Mm. And oh, wow. Wow. Ooh, that's deep right there. And, and she's just at age, too. She's 16 in the book, so, you know, she's she still like a kid, but then at the same time, really like pretty much a grown woman herself, but you know, on the verge of it. Absolutely, yeah, and that's a good twist because you know, typically, <laughs> just just typically speaking, you know, P- you know preachers' kids are called PKs. You know, they they they're notorious for being. <laughs> having the um the alter egos themselves like they are one way in church and then outside of church they're probably some of the wildest baddest people you want to run into but (laughs) so i that is even a twist that you know it's played in a way where she's actually a really good kid but she's very intuitive and she picks up on things and how that will impact and so I'm very curious to see you know what her perception will be of her parents um through all of this scandal that is going on with them and their their one night <laughs> that they have going that they have <laughs> so, and I just I guess I want what in the what in the world made the pastor his wife decide that they just want to go exploring and having all of these extra you know marital affairs with each other I mean they're with each other doing it but they are definitely um <laughs> they are definitely letting their lust lead them outside of church <laughs> yeah you know we kind of talk about uh when I talk about Craig Grimes uh, he was brought into the lifestyle by his wife and he, I tell people he's one of my favorite characters because he is trying to one please God and walk a fine line and also please his wife and you see him struggle with that um, 
because he's trying to be a good husband and, you know, give her the desires of her heart, right? But also still trying to be a pastor, be a dad, and follow God. So you see him struggle with that throughout the book. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> okay, okay. I would say, too, to answer that is... Um, people, and I know I have, uh, well, not close friends, but, you know, associate friends that they're involved in open relationships, and um, to each his own, I couldn't do it, I'm too selfish for that, but. Agreed, agreed. You feel like they can do it, and, you know, hey, go ahead, but I think that's what makes the, their story that much more interesting, because. Is I, I think now we can kind of live in a time where if you hear somebody in an open relationship, you probably don't really flinch at it that much, or at least I don't. Yeah. Right. But add the church into it, that's another element. And now people start looking at you sideways like, wait, you're a pastor and you <laughs> you and your wife in an open relationship? Like, even though it happens, it's like, it's not something you really hear about just out in the open. Right, right, absolutely. And that's what definitely makes this book unique. Now, I do want to ask, do you guys have a snippet that you want to read from the book? Or do you just want to read the synopsis from the book? Um, we can do either or. We kind of talked about that before. Um, ooh, Carlos, I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I don't have not one in the house. <laughs> Into that life, and also 
it, I think it also shows the human side of Christians. Like, they still struggle and battle through, you know, their flesh and the things that they want to do. Is You know, it's hard to live in the world and not be of it. So, you know, they, they, yeah, they have those struggles. And um, so... It, that exactly this you know it's very important i think it's important to highlight that you know through realistic stories because they're they're human too i think a lot of times people put people who are in the church and you're supposed to you know walk a line but that they put them on an impossible pedestal is what i call it and <laughs> to always walk this straight line and it's like, hey, um, no, you know, we have good days, we have bad days, just like everybody else. Right. We have... Everybody falls short. Exactly. You're right. It's like, and you have temptation that you deal with as well. And, you know, you all, you fall short with that, you know, at times, you know, it's like, I, I think they have a misconception that, you know, when you're in the church, you don't get angry, you don't lust, you don't do this. It's like, it's like it's, everything is turned off. And it's like, no, it's not turned off. I have to work on this. Right. Staying under construction. It's like, I, no, that's, that's why we, that's why we pray. It's like, Wait, what's it, what was the title of that uh, Steve Harvey coffee show, God Ain't Through With Me? Yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yes, no, God ain't through with me. And it's like, no, they were like, when? God will never be through with me. Trust me, I will stay a work in progress. When I conquer one thing, it'll be something else. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> It'll be something else. He's, and you know, I always say he just look at me and shake his head. So it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, no. no. <laughs> I, you guys, we are coming to the end of the interview. It has been so wonderful talking to you guys and talking about your book that you written together. Do you guys have any plans of writing another book? Or will there be a sequel? Tell us about your individual projects. Oh, sure. Um, so, my first book that I spoke about earlier, The Cost of Baggage, um, will have a sequel and it will be out in 2020. So, what you get when you buy only for one night is you get the first chapter of the sequel to The Cost of Baggage. Okay, okay. And, Carlos, do you have a, a book that's coming out in 2020? Okay, what happened? 
I did was I decided, well, I'm going to make this, you know, book from the series. So, um, it picks up with basically where the series ends, but with that particular character. And it's basically about, um, you know, this guy, he's mid-30s, out of a long-term relationship, and he's, he can't, well, he's, he's getting over that relationship, but then the one woman that he really wants, he can't have. And so he's kind of in this hard place where he doesn't really want to date and all this stuff. But his friends set him up on this app, this dating app, when he gets drunk on his birthday. And he ends up meeting this chick that he really likes, and they get it off. But the problem is she's crazy. So wow. that's <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> that already took me for a spin. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so, I was yeah, like, no, me either. <laughs> like, oh, oh, she's oh, she's crazy for real. <laughs> okay. Well, those sound like awesome reads. Okay, when it when are um, when are your books coming out? Akila, yours is coming out uh, in tw- what month of twenty twenty? I'm gonna say spring, probably April. Um, early May. That's tentative. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Carlos, do you have a set month for yours? Um, it's looking like probably uh, I would say fall for sure, but okay. I say mm, maybe around November ish, October, November. Okay. Um, it'll be out next year. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, listeners, besides only for one night, you will be. Just getting ready for two releases, one by Keela and one by Carlos, tentatively in spring of 2020 and in fall of 2020, around April, May, and October, November. So we will be on the lookout for those books as well. You guys, let the readers know where they can actually purchase only for one night and let them know how they can get in contact with you for through your social media. You can purchase um, the book and a t-shirt if you want. This is Only For One Night at onlyforonenight.com. And um, for my social media, you'll, you can find me everywhere at I am Akila Renee. And that is A-K-E-L-A-R-E-N-A-E. All right, hey, Carlos. Uh, for me, social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, Snapchat, those three. Uh, it's poetic, and it's spelled P-E-A-U-X-E-T-I-C, so it's kind of like play on my last name a little bit. Um, and then Facebook is Poetic Expressions. Um, and then my website is uh, PoeticExpressions.com. Oh, yeah, and my website is AkilaRenee.com. All right, you guys, make sure you are following Akila and Carlos on all of your social media so that you can stay abreast as to when their releases are coming. Make sure you pick up only for one night. It is definitely going to take you for a ride beginning with chapter one. I guarantee you. <laughs> Literally chapter one. <laughs> From the very beginning. <laughs> Yeah, if, if we, we had just this one or two little things. We have um, an event coming up on December 13th, um, Friday, anybody that's in the Dallas area uh, at People's Last Stand. So it's going to be kind of like a get-up.
forgiving type of thing. People come out, you'll be able to get uh, a free gift um, and get a chance to get free appetizers, drinks like that uh, from six to nine. And then we're doing a Twitter chat on December 16th. Um, and that's going to be basically anyone that uses the hashtag AskOFON um, between now and the 16th. If you tweet us or tweet with that hashtag, whatever your question is about the book, we'll go in that night and answer all the questions. All right. Exciting things coming up. All right, that does sound very fun, very exciting. I got to put my people on Dallas on blast now. You guys need to show up. You know, I I won't call no names. Yes, I will. <laughs> yes, I will. Yeah, look, yes, I will. Come on, December 13th, Miss Keisha Towns. Make sure you head on out. Mr. Tice, make sure y'all head on out. All of my Dallas people head out. <laughs> Come on out and have some fun and learn more about novels, get some free gifts, and hang out with the authors, Mr. Kayla Renee and Carlos Harlow. Well, you guys, it has been so fun, so much fun just talking to you guys about the novel and about the concept and how you all have come about writing it. I have enjoyed it. I am going to definitely finish reading and leave a review. And, <coughs> excuse me, for the listeners, if you are not following Untamed Publishing, make sure you are following us at Untamed Pub on Twitter and at Untamed Publishing on Facebook and Untamed Publishing LLC on Instagram. And you guys, thank you for tuning in. Our next show will be December the 17th. Thank you for listening.